Hi everyone, welcome to the podcast. Today I have a special guest, which is Shibon, and she's from the UK. And she's going to talk to us about how to tell stories on our website and also the power of the voice of women. And it was so good. And I hope that even if you are not interested in copywriting or how can we express ourselves better, it was a great uh, podcast. And let me tell you a little bit about Siobhan. Siobhan is the founder of the Chief Word Witch at This Sister Scribes, where she helps founders learn to weave magic through their copy, capture your own unique voice, and cultivate an audience of raving fans. She combined over a decade of classroom teaching experience with her love of words to support women in business. During the last six years, she created Word Magic with hundreds of women via courses, workshop, one-on-one, and group programs. When she's not copywriting, she's juggling and raising three boys as a feminist and training a puppy and being an activist, campaigner, and labeled parliamentary candidate. She also hosts a podcast, The Sister Speaks, shining a lot on women who are raising their voice. She also has a program of leadership called Women Should Be Seen and Heard. Her passion is supporting women to use their voice, tell their stories, and, and generally F the status quo. Also, um, when we record this podcast, she was with COVID, so I tried to remove some of the coughing, but eventually you're going to see some coughing, so um, just a warning there. Also, I'd like to tell you, if you could share the podcast, if you, you know, have an episode that you're listening and you feel excited about and think somebody could benefit, make sure to share it with friends and that would help a lot the podcast. And also if you could leave us a review. So I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Today. I would like to announce the new community for the podcast and how can you support this podcast with Patreon. Now we have a community at Patreon, patreon.com or Jessica you podcast. We have tiers to provide you with many different ways to help the podcast and receive some perks and benefits. Also, you can search us with a tier that costs literally the price of a coffee. It would help a lot of the cost of the podcast, but also to have exclusive content, get-togethers, and all kinds of perks in the future. We have already set up many tiers that you absolutely will enjoy. I would like you to check and I can't wait to see you there. Again, patreon.com forward slash or just podcast. I'll see you there. Siobhan, thank you so much for coming to the podcast. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I've got COVID, but I'm good. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm glad it was not so bad for you, despite you being pregnant, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes, Ooh, thank God. That's scary. God, yeah. So... Before we get started here, tell a little bit of people, where are you uh, talking from? Yeah, so um, I'm a word witch. Uh, I help female founders and I help them weave magic through their copy. Um, that's the majority of what I do. So I have courses and workshops and things, but I love helping women basically use their voice mm -hmm. and whether that's in writing or speaking, um, and a lot of the difficulty we have is we're kind of, we've kind of grown up talking, um, not being allowed to speak about right. what we believe in and what mm -hmm. we do and all that kind of stuff. So, so true. I'm giving women the kind of confidence to mm -hmm. do that on their websites, to do that in their social media. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so it's all about kind of empowerment. I don't really like that word, but 
um, empowerment and confidence rather than just like web copy. And tell me where are you located? Oh yeah, so I am in Devon in the UK,、um, which is、uh, I live there in a very rural place. There's、uh, four houses near me,、um, so yeah. I mean, How's that far from London?、Uh, it's about two hundred forty miles from London, so it takes me about four and a half hours to drive、oh, from my home、okay. to my mum. No, that is far. Yeah, so it's not. <laughs> Yeah, it's not too bad.、Um, it's just that our roads are very slow. <laughs> so when I first discovered your account, I was really,、um, I really got caught by the name that you use and the whole presentation that you do about which, which of words. Why did you choose that? Um, so when I first,、um, I, I haven't been a copywriter for my whole life. I was a、mm -hmm. teacher before I became、oh. a copywriter, and.、Um, I just sort of always felt a bit uncomfortable with the phrase copywriter, <laughs>、um, and I just didn't know how to name myself. And about three and a half, four years ago, I was working with some brilliant women, and they,、um, the feedback I got was that like the work that I did was magic, and that they felt like it was kind of word witchery,、mm. um, and. Yeah, from that kind of grew this kind of everybody they'd recommended, but they, they'd type under like in a group、mm -hmm. that we were in, they'd be like, "Oh, Shavonda Word, which she can help you," and from that it kind of developed into. Sorry, I'm very handsy today.、Um, <laughs> they,、uh, it kind of developed into this Shavonda Word, which and I kind of great. That's、yeah. great. That's great. I love、um, it. It makes total sense, though,、um, to bring you here because I've been following your content on Instagram. And I'm so glad I discovered you there. You have, I think, was a live that you were doing, and that、um, I like about people from the UK is that you people are so direct to the point. <laughs> I don't know. I feel that about you guys. You you guys are really direct. And what attracted me on your content is not just, of course, you know, teaching us to to write better words, but also your Advocacy for women and for women rights, which、uh, yeah. we're gonna talk a little bit about this later. But、um, I think it's something rare on the round of social media, and it can be scary sometimes, right? But、mm. I think in the UK, I think people are more prone to accept this kind of talk than here sometimes in the US.、Um, I think we made strides, but we are still. You know, opening about this stuff.、Um, yeah. So here in the podcast, I believe majority of listeners and viewers are artists or people that you know like art. And one of the pet peeve for us artists is our website. It's、yes. hard. I in you know Facebook groups that I'm in or communities. It's like. I don't have a website yet. How do I build? What should I do? And but the thing is, words are not just for the website, right? The no, words are for everything. And what interests me about your work is that you talk a lot about being true to yourself in your words, and from that,、yeah. it makes easier to express yourself with words. So. I would like us to start first of all, 
for you to say how important it is for people to have a website to express their voice in our case as our artist yeah so i think it's really important for artists to have a website now because like there is so much stuff everywhere yeah. like all the time we're constantly bombarded with information so mm -hmm. to have um to get your message to get your art out into the world like you need to have a website because people are looking for new and interesting things all the time and True. if you can um if you can find some keywords that match up really beautifully with your art then you can start having new people discover you mm. um and that that for me is the purpose of a website like it's great i've got a big following on instagram mm -hmm. not big for a small business and i most of my clients come from instagram but mm -hmm. occasionally i do have people find me through my website mm -hmm. and that is because i've got keywords so like right. you know when there's people who are called woo or um they don't type in i want a copywriter they'll type in word witch and then i'm one of the few who comes up so mm -hmm. I think a, a website is key really to being found and discovered and particularly for things like PR. So yeah. um, for getting found by like people writing articles and things like that, or people putting a blog together about a different kind of art genre mm -hmm. or um, up and coming artists and that kind of thing. Like having a website that they can link to means that more people will come to you. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I definitely think it's key, but also, expressing yourself so so part of it is being found so having a really good clear home page like right. yours is really clear like here's my podcast here's where you can buy my art here's where you can do this like it's it's really coming on your website and <clears throat> i think the the other part of it is the expressing yourself so like mm -hmm. you have your podcast there's a blog like it's where you can kind of put your thoughts and dreams and wishes and your you can really display your values as well because as small businesses and artists are small businesses no matter how they want to say it like you've got to sell work to live right so mm -hmm. um especially when you've got other responsibilities i think it's great if you know you live with your parents and you uh can do as much art as you want you don't really have to think about bills mm -hmm. or whatever but the reality for most people is that they have bills to pay yeah, I, I think having somewhere that you can earn money from, but also express yourself and and um, people want to see small businesses that are aligned with their values. Like people are much more savvy nowadays. They don't yeah. want to buy from Amazon. They don't want to buy from TK Maxx. They don't want to buy from uh trying to think of other american <laughs> trying to think of american shops um but you know it's that thing nobody wants so when when for example you're looking for art you don't tend to go to amazon to no. look for art mm -mm. so um you'd be like right actually do you know what i want my sitting room wall i want like a really big floral mm -hmm. um piece or um a floral oil or a floral mm -hmm. pastel picture or you know whatever it is um or a portrait and like i would rather buy from somebody who has really mastered their talent and has put tons of effort in but also yeah. you know their political values align with mine they um you know they give a percentage of their in earning to the local mm -hmm 
food bank or mm-hmm. you know whatever it is i want to know all that yes. stuff but that that so, stuff that's yeah. that stuff is because you create connection with your words right because yeah. that is important does, as well yeah because it's storytelling and those stories stick with us yeah. and those and that's where the word of mouth stuff comes in mm-hmm. so like for example um in fact you came up in conversation last week when i was talking to my sister um because i was talking about um because she's about to have a baby as well and i was talking to her about managing running a business and having a child and i, I said about you being an artist and having your son and mm-hmm. um also the all the other complications around that mm-hmm. um that, you know you weren't planning for no 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 one wakes up one morning and like hey i really want to have a a kid with extra needs yeah. um but as beautiful as it is when it comes to fruition you never pictured that when you were no you know, absolutely not and uh, and i'm the same like i didn't sort of picture having two very highly strung young men <laughs> to live with. Um, um so kind of you know you can't I don't know. It's the, those stories matter. Like if mm-hmm. I didn't know that about you, you'd just be another artist, right? But there's right. a whole other layer to you. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yes. So I feel like that those stories are now. I don't mean like I always say like I don't want you to you know air all your dirty laundry on your website. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, want, mm-hmm. I want people to like just a few things about you that make you stand out from yeah. other people, like the passions and. Right. So I want to honor that point because this is what I think is most fantastic that um, I actually signed up for your course because um, I struggle with this and I'm trying. And I think it's a little bit about our old issue of self-confidence about my accent, right? Because I had before people making fun of my accent or saying racist things about my accent and mm. things like that, that inputs in your mind that you're not able to write correctly. So one thing that I would like us to really like get out of this conversation is I had the notion before, and I believe many people have this notion that if you have a website, it has to be this fancy words and catchy. I always say like, I have a friend from Washington. I always ask her to uh, look here. What do you think about this phrase that I have on top of my website? Do you do you get it? Do you because I feel I don't I cannot write correct, you know? And she's like, wow, it looks fine. I yeah, I can see you are selling this and you are artists and, but, always when I listen people like you and your uh, lives and your content, it's like, there's a story. How I can put that instead of being the fancy website corporate kind of website kind of, it reminds me a little bit of linkedin because if you feel like linkedin you have to write like very corporate oh, and blah 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 God, I hate LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah would like us to be like if you could i don't know if i'm making myself clear but it's like the difference of how can we start thinking about our words and stories and not that fast corporate jargon that is out there yeah i'm um, so i'm actually running what i've just um, today I was writing notes for a workshop that I'm doing, um, like paid in a group on Thursday, and it's all about kind of disrupting and being disobedient, <laughs> because there's all these rules with websites that copywriters have used for years and years and years, and um, 
basically people are bored of reading them like this is um and i think people are bored they are disinterested they have very little time they want to know like do you like is your work awesome (laughs) firstly Mm -hmm. like so i mean if your work's crap it doesn't matter how good your website is no one's going to buy your stuff like at the end of the day like you've got to have honed your craft haven't you Mm -hmm. to um you've got got to be beautiful it's got to be well presented it's got to be high quality right Mm -hmm. otherwise i'm gonna buy it anyway um but you don't need an all singing all dancing website you don't need to have like pristine copy and i think the more real i mean more fancy photographs or you know like high pay level photograph yeah it can be they can be photos off your phone like it doesn't Mm -hmm. i think the important part of it is that it comes from the heart so when you're writing your copy you want a head you want a headline that captures the imagination so something Mm -hmm. that calls people in and makes them want to read more so we call that a hook so you want that to hook them in and then you want to give them a bit of a you want to sow the seed about what you're all about i have so much so, trouble with you, hooks <laughs> but I, and, and i think as artists that's a, it is a really hard thing to do because yeah. it's a it's a luxury it's a beautiful mm-hmm. thing but it feels like a luxury and mm-hmm. it's not really because where on earth would we be without art? Like my entire office is full of bits of art, whether that's like a mm-hmm. postcard or, but it's because I, <laughs> I think it's really difficult for artists to find a hook. So I think you have something about, um, oh, you've got, you had a really, you've got something quite good on your website. My brain's just gone completely blank, but I was looking at it last week. Um, it's okay, pregnancy it's like a, brain, a pregnancy brain. <laughs> pregnancy and COVID, it's just a disaster. Um, <laughs> Uh, so but having something that makes people think like oh okay it's not just like i'm an artist come and look at my art basically it's what we need to have Mm -hmm. it's something a bit more like jazz hands at the top and then the other stuff is all about connection Mm -hmm. so it's not about you being like you know writing your seat your curriculum vitae or i don't know resume cvs yes don't you you don't want your whole CV on your website. Right. You want there to be a, a bit of a story about how you came to be doing what you're doing. Like, yes. you know, did you have a breakdown and leave your corporate job? Or did you have a child and it, it completely changed your perspective? Or did you suddenly, like, one day wake up? Like, it's so, that magic. But so where where can we make that connection, the website sprinkling stories? Is it that has to go everywhere or you supposed to be just on the about page? It can be everywhere. So you can use the story on your homepage if you wanted to. Mm. Um, it could be a story about, you know, um, it could be as simple as like once upon a time, there was a girl who left her corporate job and had no idea what she was going to do. Mm-hmm. And suddenly it came to her in a dream that she was going to be an artist and she went and bought paints and you know it can be that simple yeah i had to are... i had to stop working because um of i could not pay childcare for my autistic son i was making i was paying more to childcare than i was making it so it's insane isn't it we, yeah we won't go on a, on a political rant but um 
child women are underpaid for what they do anyway and then the burden of childcare mm -hmm. drives me absolutely insane um yeah. and that's the same in the us i think is worse but the uk is awful um and then you look at places like finland where they're like hey childcare's free <laughs> um <laughs> it makes you want to cry <laughs> Yeah, it does. And they have a universal basic income. I was talking to my husband at the weekend being like, hey, should we just move to Finland? Um, and and because, I mean, yeah, and not, yeah, not, not being repetitive because people know the story, but, you know, I went to school again to help my son, but also I studied in school to wanted to be a therapist as well to help other mothers and other kids. So I went through all that. I have $60,000 in, in student debt to do that. Then I way then I went and then I went and took all the certifications to be a behavior therapist for kids, and had CPR training, had restraining training, had all these trainings that were all paid, right? And a long time to have all these certifications to be able to be a therapist in in schools and and then I said yes, finally I can work because I stopped work and then I'd such go to school and you know and mm. I saw that I couldn't I couldn't my husband was paying for me to work which was frustrating so I was yeah. like you know I go back to help my son and I was doing and driving him and doing all the things that I have to do and I was doing my art anyway on the sides but I'm like well I better, you know, take this forward now if I don't have any other uh, choice, you know. But these stories are, because of the story is where I am here today. I would not be here talking to you today in this podcast if it was not for that story. And those, and those stories matter and you are role modeling to other women of children with autism or you're role modeling to other people who have masses of debt that or you know are struggling in a system where they don't fit you're role modeling to them that it can be done and, and i think it gives us hope when we see somebody doing things through adversity it gives us a, a glimmer of like oh my god that could be us too like it might take five years mm -hmm. but i'm gonna do that um and i give and i think that that hope is what keeps us all going frankly mm -hmm. especially in the last two years um seeing other people doing brilliant things or um hearing other women's stories um matters and our stories do matter like i've yes. i rant about this all the time about women's stories being eradicated from history all the time and yeah. i think it's really powerful that we've got all these tools now like podcasts and like the social media and the internet to be able to document our journeys mm -hmm. and to show like and to leave a legacy basically um yeah i think there's so much power behind our stories and you never know who you're inspiring like it could be you know a young mum who's got a two-year-old has finished college has no idea what they're going to do next and then they mm -hmm. see like you doing this you've got 60 grand of debt an autistic son and you've got a, a thriving, flourishing business online doing something you love. And she knows that she doesn't have to go and work in Hooters or whatever. Like, it, it just, it brings, brings hope. Um, 
and I and that's the thing I I kind of feel like by telling my story that I left teaching which I didn't tell people for ages when I first started out I left teaching and then stopped talking about teaching because I was so worried about a offending people who were teachers (laughs) b um that I was like I don't know I came across as a fraud as a copywriter because I had this you know decade of teaching experience I was so worried about talking about it I didn't Mm -hmm. do it for like two and a half years and then I was talking to someone they were like you do realize it gives you more credit (laughs) as a new (laughs) copywriter to tell them that you you spent a decade teaching children how to read and write and I was like oh yeah and then they pointed out like you have got a degree in creative writing it's just you didn't use it immediately and I was like oh yeah (laughs) like you just but I hope that I because teaching is such a horrible career sometimes it's very um top down Mm -hmm. and I I know it's the same in America it's underpaid undervalued I hope that my story of like growing a small business and it has taken time it's taken me six years to get to where I'm at um but I hope that gives people who are thinking about leaving teaching like oh my god if she can do it I can too like it's just a it's a really uh, yeah and it's not about like you know we didn't start small businesses to inspire people we did it so we could make some money if people want to also um start having the stories or be more authentic in you know in their platform so we talked about the blog and then but if they're on social media and they want to create the connection, right? And tell them, yeah. uh, tell people more about themselves. So what do you think are the a tip that you would give to get them started to brainstorm this? And because you do have to stop to think about what you want to share, how much is too much to share, right? Yeah, but um, I think that the thing is like stories build connections. So um, it can be, you can use stories and anecdotes to kind of, build context around whatever it is you're doing so for example if you had a new piece of artwork like tell the story behind it like mm-hmm. you know you're in the park and you saw something and you wanted yeah. to draw it mm-hmm. but you got interrupted because then you mm-hmm. saw this bird or you know whatever the story is behind that but in terms of telling your story people want to read your story and feel like you are a bit like them so and that's what turns like people who um are just going to scroll through into like people who then buy your course or people who um go and immediately buy all the birthday cards for the next six months from your website mm-hmm. um so the kind of things you want to be talking about are like why are you different like where mm-hmm. where has this come from did you did you always have a creative spark mm-hmm. um did you um did you go to art art school did you um and i'm specifically thinking about artists now so um did you uh work with someone amazing who hugely inspired you or mm-hmm. did you one day go to moma and think yeah like this is that is what i want to do yeah. <laughs> like of artists keep inspiring you like i just i posted on my instagram that i yeah. just went here to the museum and saw frida Kahlo exhibition and it just made me i I now have like three books about her, four books, because I want to deep dive on Frida Kahlo, because yeah. um, I want to deep dive more on this women that did art in the past and in their time they were criticized and Frida Kahlo 
she was a communist and and I saw sketches of her criticizing a lot of countries, especially here. And she was not quiet, right? She decided to put her voice. But no. I think that is her connection piece. That is her story. She was very much, you know, a lover of her country. And she had this political side and she had the art side and she had the struggles with her health, right? And struggles yeah, with love. With, yeah, and struggle with her yeah. love, her husband, which they had a very contributed relationship. It would they would separate, they would come back and you know, these fights and and it just fascinated me. I mean, of course I knew about mm -hmm. Frida, but you when you go and immerse yourself on that, I wanted to learn more about her. And yeah. um I'm now gonna be, you know, on the holidays, like deep diving on her. Um, and it's amazing that we can buy actually her diary. You know, she left a diary and we can have a copy of her diary. And I think this is uh, to me because they say, and I think it's true, people don't pay, don't buy just, you know, from they buy also from you, the person, right? Absolutely. Yeah. How can you communicate with them? So, so do you think if someone want to get it started, should they, you know, these pieces of things, the ideas that you said, they should start like brainstorming on a piece of paper on a journal and let the stories and these things come up? Yeah, absolutely. And I highly recommend doing like um, morning pages. So mm -hmm. um, if you kind of like don't know where to start, set, set an intention for the week to mm -hmm. get up 15 minutes earlier and to just when you wake up grab your book like your notebook and brain dump everything <laughs> for 15 minutes just write for 15 minutes um and sometimes it's utter nonsense and it's just like whining like i feel rubbish today <laughs> and other times it's like really kind of emotional stuff that comes up mm -hmm. that like I don't know, something happened the day before that's kind of brought up um, memories of like, oh, I'd totally forgotten that I went on this trip when I was a child and I don't know, saw one of Frida Kahlo's paintings and I forgot that's what sparked my like love of flowers or, you know, what whatever it is. Some of the stuff that comes up is quite powerful. Mm -hmm. So I would highly recommend doing kind of that. Um, but also... Yeah, sitting down and thinking, like, what is your superpower as an artist? Like, what is the the thing you bring? Like, is it that you are really passionate about uh, climate change and you want to make it really clear that these, these things aren't going to be around for very long if we don't look after our planet? Or is it that you want to, you know life is really hard and you want to bring beauty into people's lives? Like, what is it that you are passionate about and and want to get across so yeah think and just kind of journal on it I think that is the most powerful thing and then obviously you're not going to you know take a photo of your journal and shove it up on your website mm -hmm. you're going to pull out the best up, bits yeah. that you think will resonate and mm -hmm. and sometimes that's all it takes is, yeah. and I think we overcomplicate things yes. we overthink everything yes. as women um and, we, you know, we've constantly had our voices squashed down. So think about, like, 
what do you love what would you love reading think about websites you've been on that have connected with you and I'm not saying copy websites I'm just saying emulate that feeling try and mm-hmm. capture that feeling that they give you with your own what do you like about so, it yeah exactly so you know think of the brands that you love the reason you love them is because they make you feel something mm-hmm. so whether that's yeah. like innocent smoothies or coca-cola or whatever it's not just drinks other drinks are available um but it's that thing of how do they make you feel do they make you laugh is that what you want to inspire in people Mm -hmm. do you want to make people laugh Mm -hmm. do you want to make people um feel kind of like melancholy or do you want to make people feel like there's hope or you know what is it you want people to feel like some people want to inspire rage because that is what is going to change the world yeah um and that that is totally cool like if that's what you want to do i think also we have to be um to pay more attention i think when when you start um you know learning these things i started noticing how i don't pay attention to things like I don't pay attention to the details. Like, as you said, um, I don't know if I like uh, Target, which is a nice store here. And I never thought about what, why do people like Target? So what is Target has that is so different, right? But Target is different. Yeah. When you are there, you feel different. Their decoration is different. The things that they carry are different. So but you kind of go absent-minded you don't think then when you start learning these things you start to thinking oh i have to actually stop and think about it <laughs> because we don't yeah. do a lot of that we just like boom 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 and we don't think about that we have to stop and like huh like sometimes as an artist we when we are in the beginning we follow this other artist and we thought ah. Oh, her art is so good. I don't want to create like her, but I just would like to know how to do some things like this. But you don't pay attention to know, okay, you don't want to copy her, but what in her art do you like? Do you like the colors? Mm. Do you like the scribbles? I don't know. Do you like whatever the person does, right? If it's yeah. bright colors, then okay, okay. So what I like is bright colors. So maybe I have to start using bright colors, right? And I think yeah. before we don't really pay attention on these things. It, it, they just yeah. pass by. What an advice you would give to people that are, okay, listening to this and thinking, okay, but I'm shy and I don't want to talk about myself. I just want people mm. to buy my stuff because I'm shy. I don't want people inside my life. That's. I think that's something that's important as well is you don't have to share everything about your life to be valued to to matter Mm -hmm. for people to love you yeah there are people in all industries that are different shades of uh vulnerability so um i think the first part of it is to just maybe when you're writing your story just like how did you come across this this that's not sharing anything that you wouldn't talk about you know at a dinner party you're Mm -hmm. talking to you've got to remember as well like these things are powerful so it it takes a level of being brave I think to share your story but you don't have to share everything for example you're not going to write um tons and tons of stuff about how hard it is being a parent of an autistic child like you're not going to write about like 
you know, the middle of the night wake ups. You're not going to write about all that kind of you're not mm-hmm. you'll you'll allude to it maybe but you're not going to go into masses of detail about how draining it can be or um you know toilet how long it took to toilet train like or potty train like five years things you're not <laughs> yeah well precisely like I know I've worked with a lot of autistic kids I'm like I know this is a huge issue mm-hmm. um and I've also got two sons who also took quite a long time um, <laughs> boys um but it's that thing of like you can talk about, you know, did you have a light bulb moment where, mm-hmm. like, you know, you were sat at your office desk one day and you just thought, mm-hmm. nah, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> or was it, uh, you know, you were sat around the dinner table at home and you just thought, I can't, I, there's got to be more to life than this. So that's not sharing your innermost, darkest mm-hmm. secrets and your trauma or talking about something that just gives people an idea about where you came from. So I think if you're shy, don't go into all the difficult stuff. It could be that a song inspired you um, or, you know, somebody gave you flowers. Like it just a little spark, a little moment that you can talk about mm-hmm. or write about. And I, and I always say, write how you speak. So talk mm. it out first, like record yourself speaking. Oh, um, that's a good idea. Um, and then write it down or use like one of those dictaphony things or mm-hmm. I think there's lots I mean of your iPhone with your iPhones you can record your voice there's yeah, a voice exactly. recorder so, there's lots of different ways you can do it but I I always think idea. like don't don't overthink yeah. like if you are shy sit and have a conversation with a friend like even over zoom or whatever mm-hmm. and just talk it out be like what do you think is special about me mm-hmm. um be a little bit vulnerable um because there is magic in that vulnerability there's a really great quote from Brene Brown I'm trying to think what it is about vulnerability and um and about how brave it is to share um um it's something about uh like people who wade into discomfort and vulnerability and tell the truth about their stories are real badasses or some, mm-hmm. something along those lines and that is so true like yeah. I think there's I hate things that are fake and you kind of, everything's perfect and everything's Mm -hmm. wonderful and the world is great. Like it's not (laughs) like there are lots of things wrong with the world. Like we live in a patriarchal white supremacist capitalist society. That is, there's so many people oppressed under the systems that, and that's a that's global. That's not like, limited to the UK or the US that is everywhere Everywhere. and I just you know we cannot pretend with rosy colored glasses or rose tinted glasses that everything's okay like I understand the need to do that sometimes (laughs) Mm -hmm. but you can't you you've got to be vulnerable and you've got to sit in your discomfort sometimes I think and yeah and part of that part of your like the art the work of artists is is telling those stories through your art but also the words you use alongside that when you look at something like Guernica by Picasso for example Mm -hmm. it's a really angry devastating piece yeah and um I did art at college and um I a lot of my work focused on the Iraq war because that was going on at the time and Mm -hmm. how angry I felt that our politicians allow like forced us to go to war mm-hmm. over something that didn't exist fake fake basically yeah and I was very very angry but I was 17 like wow. what could I do about it 
So I, I bought a piece of work that was massive. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of, I was learning about World War One at the time. And there were so many things that were, uh, there were lots of kind of similarities um, between like First World War poetry and the anger that I was feeling at the time. So I kind of did this piece that was like, yeah, probably about six foot by six foot. And, um, and all this wire writing and so I got my love of words in and all this stuff but I think if you are passionate about something mm-hmm. that that is going to come across in your work and it will come across in the words that you use to describe what you do and your mm-hmm. story um like you're not gonna I mean I very much doubt any artist that you've come across would <laughs> write like I went to school I then went to college and then I became an artist and <laughs> and then I and then I had a great life and I was a multi-millionaire and I flew all <laughs> over the like it doesn't like, yeah that's nobody wants that <laughs> like that's the sort of thing that makes you go uh-uh. um yeah. and also like taking taking on that taking on that tangent there is you uh, a very real on your Instagram, on your platforms about your visions. And yeah. I ver- I'm very attracted to this because I think there are, there are accounts in the US of people that are very well known in the arts and craft industry that they pretend nothing's going on in the world. And mm-hmm. and it's okay. It's a choice. They I even saw interviews before. They say it's a choice. I I have my opinions, but I don't think um, it's the place to post my opinions there. They can say that. Sometimes I think it's purely fear of losing customers and losing followers. Yeah. The bottom line is because of money. Yeah. So in a way, I think they are trapped also in the system. They they think they are against off. Right. Mm. Um, and I think women, especially, um, we are so much, we have so much fear of judgment. I mean, man, yeah. before he, I was having lunch and I was just listening with my husband. Uh, uh, there is all these things going on now in the news. So, you know, it's just ridiculous how women are, no matter where you are, you have to listen to this BS. It's just, yeah. and even as an artist, I think, you know, we are not treated the same as many art. If you Mm -hmm. say, I have people like when I say, oh, I'm an artist. Oh, it's nice to have a hobby. No. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I get the same as a writer. Like, oh, how's your little business going? Like, uh, I think I probably earn more than you, actually. But okay. Um, So it's that thing of like... Yeah, I, I, yeah, sorry, I've gone off on a tangent. Yeah, tell me what you were going to, were you going to ask me? So, so how do you deal with this judgment? I don't know how you knew, okay, but sometimes the people that are brave here, they receive a lot of hate DMs and blah, blah, blah. And how do you feel about that? So (laughs) this is something that, um, I you like you rightly said like I stand up for I kind of am an advocate for women's rights I talk about politics all the time but this is relatively new to me so um in 20 2018 probably maybe 2017 2018 um I became more political on my business Instagram um 
and therefore on my website and everything. So I started running for politics and running political campaigns in 2017. And I kept my hats very separate. And it became exhausting. And um, I got trolled really badly in 2019 Mm -hmm. um, on my personal Facebook um, by people looking for, at the time there was like a big kind of witch hunt, um, ironically. Um, about um, socialists in the UK who were anti-Semitic and basically looking for for people to then trash and cancel. And obviously I'm not anti-Semitic, I'm an intersectional anti-racist feminist. Like I don't believe in any sort of uh, racism. Um, And obviously they didn't find anything, but they did find that somebody that I followed and somebody who I stood in a campaign with had posted a photograph in 2016 that was pro-Palestine. And therefore, I <laughs> was um, called anti-Semitic because I had the relationship with this person. Um, I'd run on a campaign with her. And I got trolled quite badly for that. And I got put into like a category of women who were anti-Semitic. Um, if I was a man, I doubt this would have happened. Yeah. Um, but it made me think about how separate I was keeping things and I basically started to think like I don't care if people hate me for my political beliefs Mm -hmm. I do not care that people do not like me for that that is their problem and if anything's wrong with the world it's because not enough people think like me so Mm -hmm. um you know, I believe in a better, better world for everyone, not just the one percent and all the old white dudes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some old white dudes, Jeremy Corbyn, Bernie, um, they, they get my, uh, they'll get my stamp of approval. But there, there's a lot of old white dudes who do not want women in positions of power. They do not want people yeah. of color in positions of power. Yeah. And so I, I thought at that point, I was like, sod it. I am going to start posting. I'm going to share things on my grid. I'm going to share things in my stories that that I believe in. That um, I'm going to share survey, not surveys. Um, I forgot what they're called. My brain's inside. Uh, like petitions and things like that. And so you recently, to... recently, you posted books. If people want to learn more about yeah. this, yes. Yeah, exactly. So like, I have tons and tons of political books. Um, and I have been on quite the journey, learn- like developing my socialism, developing my understanding of uh, economy and uh, policy based around business. And um, I run for pa- I ran for parliament in 2019. So that oh. that's like running for Congress. That's exciting. Um, yeah. Um, but you know, those things matter to me. And mm-hmm. I, I started to realise that actually by sharing what I was doing and the things I'm trying to achieve as a woman in politics, I then started inspiring other people to start talking more and yeah. to give them permission. Mm-hmm. But being more like, oh, Siobhan's gained quite a lot of followers from this. Like, this is okay. I don't have to sit quietly. And there is this fear of upsetting people now if you are on the right side of history and you're not a racist asshole then and don't get me wrong like all white people are racist somehow like it's systemic we're we're unlearning a lot of stuff but if you are not outwardly <laughs> an asshole then 
I believe that you should be talking about the things that you believe in, you know, yeah. whether it's, you know, you volunteer at a food bank or, mm-hmm. you know, at Christmas you spend the time feeding the homeless or mm-hmm. if it's, you know, you're really passionate about women yeah. getting decent maternity leave. Like right. those things are going to connect with your people. Yeah. And well, they're, they're right people for you. you. They're right people for yeah. you. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, why do you care that there are people who do not align with your values following you? Yeah. Like, are they going to buy from you? Are they no. going to share your things? Are they going to promote you? No. They are watching you to see if you say anything bad, or they're watching you because they're jealous, or they're watching you because, mm-hmm. let's be honest, like, we don't want them. <laughs> we don't want yeah. those people. We yeah. want the people who are going to support us, who we can yeah, nurture, and it's, who we it's, can it's, it's like in my case right i am latina right i yeah. became a citizen in this country i don't even remember when maybe 15 years ago i don't even remember a long time ago and yeah. i mean i can't believe that you see me and you're gonna think i am not a democrat uh you know well, it's, you know you'd it's, be surprised I you think. know <laughs> it's just look at me just look how i speak it, it's just you know, and I am an advocate for acceptance of people with special needs, right? I am vegan. I am uh, an advocate for animals' rights to live a compassionate life and not just feed our selfish reasons to eat animals. And when I, and amazingly, when I post about veganism is when I lose more people because people don't like to, you know, and that's fine to me, but it is part of me, right? Um, it is part of me to want to spread the word about the cruelty of the meat industry, right? And the cruelty that we can, it's something that we can do. We don't need to do it. We don't need to do it to survive, to be cruel with animals. So, and people don't like that and that is fine. Um, but people have different thoughts and different opinions about things. And it is something that is deep related to my art. I believe all these parts of me make my art and make who I am right and make the colors that I choose or the things that I like to paint because all this brought things to my soul that bursts into painting right so I just think we have if we have more people open about it and I'm open to any questions yeah. about any of the subjects, but people don't want anymore to ask questions or have a real discussion, you know? So they just yeah. want to like, I don't want to hear anymore. And, you know, yeah. we, can, we can have, I mean, my husband is not vegan, for example, but we live cordially here. <laughs> no, we are not killing each other. It's okay. You want to continue to eat I'd say to him, you want to continue to eat dead animals, that's fine. I'm here healthy. My son, he's, he's even more blessed. He never ate meat in his life. So, and he's a healthy, strong, tall, young child. So it's, yeah. I think sometimes what I try to do is not to fall on that mistake in the system, trying to not be myself. Because I think if you do that, like some people do here, you end up falling to the system, right? Yeah, but you have are, to stand for something. Right. But there or are, you stand for nothing. Right. There are, there are lines, right? You said, I'm going to start discussing that as well on my feed. 
for example, I know we have to, you talked about having a line and all that, and we all have to see our lines, right? So one thing with my son is that my son, sometimes I post pictures on my stories, but I don't put like his face or sometimes I put his face but far away or he's running because mm. my son is 12. And I know if he was a typical child, he would have opinions about me posting on Instagram, right? And yeah. or TikTok or anything or Facebook. But my son is not verbal enough to tell me, hey, or he doesn't even know Instagram exists to know that he wants or don't want me to share his life, right? So I have to respect him as a as an individual as well. So because I don't know that, I try to be, you know, not showing him all the time and kind of like tell the story about it, but not showing him because not because I'm afraid or it's just because I don't have his permission. And I cannot yeah. have his permission because of his disability. So, and I think he has the right for me to give the respect to him. If he's not able to verbalize that, I should just not, you know, right away put his life out there. Um, I know there is a yeah. lot of accounts on TikTok that show autistic individuals and, and I don't say that I don't agree with them. I think that's fine. But if their individual understands what they are doing and understands this is going, you know, as a mother, I don't feel comfortable if my son is not a hundred percent say to me, I don't want to post my stuff on, on TikTok or Instagram. Yeah. If I have that permission. So, um, but I will continue to be an advocate, but I don't have to splash him everywhere. Right. Yeah. And I don't um, have to do things that I don't have permission. So there is these lines that I have to be careful with. Um, and yeah. I think we all have to see where our line is in the spectrum. Yeah. And right? that takes practice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that takes practice because things like, so, um, and I've seen this happen with a few kind of influencers mm -hmm. here where yeah. when their children were very little, they used to show their kids all the time. Yeah, it's and a lot. They have learned mm -hmm. through, um, through, I don't know whether they've been on a course or they've, you know, had a conversation with somebody else or whether they've just kind of, the child has said something or whatever, but now they kind of, they post pictures of their children but they've got like an emoji on their face or um you know they post pictures of them from behind so yeah. their faces and sometimes their child sometimes their child says i don't want there is a artist here that presents a morning program kelly reaper and she always when she posts her daughter she doesn't put her she puts her daughter because she says and with the one that doesn't want me to show because her daughter said i don't want you to post my face on mm. on your instagram even though her daughter has an instagram but she doesn't want yeah. herself on her mother's instagram yeah right? which is fair enough and, yeah. and I, my older my oldest son is 13 and we have a similar agreement that i don't post his picture on my instagram unless it's from like far away or like it's an old photo mm -hmm. like he'd rather not like so even he doesn't really like having his photo taken anyway but, um, and he's not on social media. Like he scrolls TikTok, but he doesn't have an account. Mm -hmm. um, it's that thing of like, it's it's about consent and consent's really important for everything. Mm -hmm. Consent's important for like, 
for for artists it's really important like if you're going to share something in your stories that someone's created you need to give them credit and acknowledge them that you have to get consent for so Mm -hmm. for example if i wanted to if i'm going to share and i went to do it earlier actually and then (coughs) realized that it was nearly time to go online (laughs) to talk to you and um and i was like i need to get permission from you if i want to share your work in my stories or on my grid Mm -hmm. like have you got like a policy in place like some artists are really strict like you can share in your stories with a tag you cannot share on my on your grid um you can uh buy my work here like they kind of are very strict about it mm-hmm. so a uh, consent is really important and those lines of um what you want to talk about i i know loads of people who do not talk about their children at yeah. all mm-hmm. and what what makes me a bit sad about that is that your journey as a mother is important mm-hmm. and i think his you know historically motherhood has not mattered like it's been yeah. a oh poo poo motherhood is easy anyone can pop a child out and you're like act your motherhood hard work and being a good mum takes learning a lot of unlearning like there's loads of different things that motherhood is and you don't know that unless you see it. And- so, Siobhan, just to end our conversation, I think I could be talking with you about this for ages. But <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah I, I think like it's a last tip for everyone. If you were afraid, what would you say to people to just get started? I would say maybe start like you do in your story with your stories it disappears mm-hmm. <laughs> so like not everyone's gonna see it yeah you don't have to be like all over your grid or all over your blog like i'm a democrat or like um i believe in abortion <laughs> like you don't <laughs> yeah it could be little things that you just sharing and alluding to like you went to vote or like um you know you you went to a um a food drive at the local hospital or like it could be just be little things like little signs that show outside your world because mm-hmm. that's the thing is we want to buy from people like we don't want to buy from corporate like exactly do not keep it the part of you are asking by asking someone to buy your art you are asking them to be vulnerable and show you what they enjoy looking at and trust so and trust there's a lot of vulnerability a lot mm-hmm. of trust so i believe in that exchange, you also have to be a little bit vulnerable. And yes, you're being vulnerable because you are putting your art on display, but also like sharing a little bit of like how you created it and the person you are matters. um, Yes. For like kind of selling purpose, but also like a connection purpose. Like none of us started this thing to like just sell stuff. We wanted to connect people and cultivate yeah. those connections and build relationships so, so yeah and th- that's part of why i think stories are really important and just yeah little bits in your stories yeah, uh, in your this is what i do on my on. stories um i share where i'm on the weekend and i share sometimes when we go to a specific trail when i was living in washington that my son would love to go because this trail had a little dog park. So what it means is just a big area that people take their dogs, you know, that the dogs can run and 
So it became like a dog park, but it's not official dog park, but all the dog yeah. owners go there. And my son would love to go to that trail because he would ask to stop on that spot because he just wanted to run with his iPad and circle, just circle, circle. You know, they like, they like to spin a lot. So he would circle. Yeah. Sometimes he would ask my husband, no, daddy, come spin. So my husband would spin with him. And I, I had videos on my stories of them spinning or my son just going wild and laughing his belly out. Uh, so happy. Yeah. And I would put, you know, this is what happiness is, is simple things, simple things. And what I, I love yeah. about the journey with my son and what I hope to share in my stories when I do this is my son teaches me every day that to be really happy, we don't need a lot of things. Right? If he's in his bed when he arrives yeah. sometimes, he's all cozy and he pop up his Toy Story DVD and he asks me a bucket of popcorn and I arrive there, he's with this smile looking at Toy Story and it's like, here's your bucket. And I said, this is life. This is happiness right there. <laughs> and we don't need yeah. a lot, right? That's we don't need a lot. One, really, isn't it? Yeah. We so, don't need all the stuff. We don't need all the gadgets. And we don't need all the, like, cars and stuff. And, you know. Yeah. Like, like we. There's, there's more important things. We learn. I, I think I learned with him to look at the details that we are talking about. Because, you know, my son is not very verbal. So I have to be really observant with him. Right? I have to. Mm. We now recognize, you know, what he really means. What you know, when he's really happy and when he's okay, you know, and when something definitely he doesn't like, he tells you, you know, he can speak. He would not just have conversations with you, but, yeah. you know, it makes me pay attention. And I think that's what we need more, pay attention, our surroundings, yeah. you know. So and that's mindfulness, isn't it? That's right? mindfulness. Yes. Being aware and having that thing and I I've just been thinking like I'm going to write you a message later about like a copy idea I've just had but um yeah I just I think that's so important that you make that connection between like the things you're doing outside of your work mm -hmm. and and how they impact on your kind oh, of process 100%, yeah a hundred percent and this is yeah. for everybody like if you're listening yeah. to this and you know what is unique about your children what is unique about your life what is you know, what brings you happiness? Like for me, um, you know, people on, on the stories are tired to know. I always dream to come back to the sun. I wanted to come back to Florida. I wanted to be surrounded by the sun again. I was started to live in a gray weather, rainy. I was, I was, you in I, was <laughs> I was literally in depression. Literally, I take meds now. I was literally, my anxiety went to the roof. You know, I yeah. live with anxiety. I take prescription meds. I, you know, this is all part of me, right? But I'm in a journey to move on and my art is there to, to help. Yeah. So, you know, and that was awesome that we could have this conversation because I so would like to talk to you about this today. And I, I will, I will leave out there that I would like to come back so we could go even deeper on yes, this because you. I think we could talk about all kinds of stuff, especially about motherhood and how that influences our copy, yeah. our life, 
you know, I think sometimes women don't want to be like, oh, everything about women is motherhood. Well, but for us that have children, it is about that sometimes because it's such a monumental, oh, it makes such a huge change in everything, right? Um, yeah, it's all consuming, isn't it? You can't, you can't get away from it. Like even when you go away for like a retreat or like you go, I don't know, to target for the day like yeah you you can't get away from the fact your brain is going like what are they doing what do i need do i need to pick up toothpaste and i have to arrive before four so that i'm there before the bus comes (laughs) my life (laughs) is all my life is all surrounded about bus times (laughs) yeah don't we live in the middle of nowhere so there are no buses um so everything is like I have to leave half an hour to drive to the school to pick up. Yeah, yeah, everything's about driving, yeah. And you know, if you're (laughs) out there and you think, well, that's not gonna be for me. Hey, I took eight years to have my son. So I know how it is to think about all that and, you know, not having a child. So we all have special things in our life that we need to pay attention. So Siobhan, so I'm putting here the website. This is the sisterscribes.com. So tell people before we go, what are you doing? Like what do you have going on right now? How people can um, use your services? So um, at the moment, I've got I've got quite a lot going on. Mm I am pregnant, so I, I'm very aware that I will be finishing work in February, mm-hmm. um, kind of mid to late February, um, for for probably only a couple of weeks because we don't get maternity pay as self-employed people. Um, but, uh, <laughs> uh, which is very different because I had my other children while I was teaching. Um, so, yeah, I am, I've got my course, which Jana is doing, mm-hmm. um, and there's some other lovely women doing that as well. Um, and we have a little Facebook oh, group. Tell, so, tell people about your course, just real quick. Just tell people about what yeah. the course is. It's called Words Which Work, with which in the middle, because I love a pun. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's it's kind of an, a comprehensive, but very intuitive um, mm-hmm. course. So it's not like a copyright. It's been very course. different for me. It's been very different. You ask me to write all this stuff and I'm like, ah. Oh. But it's it's more coming from within. Yeah. It's not about a template. It's not but that about... was surprising for me. Yeah. Anyway, I because like I it. Because I think it does surprise people. Mm-hmm. Because that's, for me, it's about doing things differently. It's not about yeah. fitting in and conforming with everybody else. It's about doing things your way, mm-hmm. what works for you, and bringing your magic to the table. So, yeah, I've got my course, which is kind of a standalone course, but you're mm-hmm. never on your own. You've got, like, the Facebook group that you join when you sign up and kind of you can ask questions in there and I normally do live Q and A's <laughs> although I've been so ill it's kind of got a bit wrong but anyway normally it's fine no um, but it's um I have... I have to say that you are very helpful there anything that we ask you're always there helping us so it's appreciated yeah and that's for me like the course is really great but the support element the is support, really important. yeah like absolutely yeah because I hands up who's bought a course and never actually done it <laughs> because you have no support so you buy a course it sits on your laptop 300 <laughs> like, courses uh, by now yeah and also I yeah, think the uh, the group and the questions that you have help us to okay I'm learning this but how do I take this on my niche because that's my most difficulty in yeah. courses that I was like okay how do I implement that for me and I end up not using anything that I paid for 
right? Because you don't have yeah. that help. Exactly. Yeah. So that's that's where that that's where I can bring my my magic, and it's a way of working with me at a very like a much lower price than it would be to work with me one to one. But you still because it's quite a unique course. There's not as many people in the group as say, for example, on like Ashlyn. Cu- uh Ashlyn Wrights or Marie Forleo's stuff mm-hmm. so you've got like my expertise mm-hmm. in a kind of little group so that's one way of working with me I do VIP days um so people can work with me over like a, a full day working on their copy um so those are called magical VIP days because they are magical we can do so much um if you're in the US I can't send you a cream tea but I will send you lots of positive vibes and we'll have lunch together or dinner together because we the timing um and it's kind of yeah those are really special and do you have a hour right you have also an hour if the person wants to yeah, to hour. Hours. yeah so i have uh witching hours because i thought that was a play on uh, when you've got children they have a special time in the day actually dogs do this as well and cats where they have there's like witching hour isn't there where they go nuts for yes. <laughs> like an hour that's <laughs> true <laughs> For so my son, for my son, it's 7 p.m. I'm like, I say to my husband, he's a little, yeah. Yeah, they just go crazy. There's go no crazy. Yeah. They just go crazy. Like yeah. Dogs, they like circle the room. Like That's cats true. Go a bit, my dog um, used to do that. Yeah. Let's go wild. So I, I used to call them power hours, but everyone calls their power hours power hours. That's now, true. So I'm, I have a witching hour. Um, and so during that hour, we will work on something specific. So normally it's like, brainstorming new ideas or it's working on a sales page or it's working on an about page or a home page it's kind of very specific for that hour and we kind of do it together and it's really lovely and then mm-hmm. the, i do follow-up support afterwards as well so yeah there's all of those things and because of my expertise in leadership mm-hmm. stuff as well i'm running for parliament and all that kind of stuff i'm doing a leadership program as well in january mm. so um I don't like to sit still, as you can probably tell, um, <laughs> even when I got COVID. So I'm like, um, yeah, that starts in January. So I'm kind of, I'm seeking out like four or five. You're very brave. Um, yeah, well, I just, I it's really important to me that women step up as leaders and yeah. Um, no, and that's not just like in the office or in mm-hmm. pol- pol- the politics. That is in their daily lives, like mm-hmm. being an advocate for yourself, being an advocate for your children, being an advocate for women, yes. being an advocate for women of color. Like whatever that is, whatever you're passionate about. Like I've got the skills to help you kind of hone your campaign or um, hone your leadership skills so that you can then step up and raise your voice. So yeah, that's kind of what's going on in January. Um, but I'm having two weeks off over Christmas and I can't wait. <laughs> Sending my laptop awesome. in to be fixed. Yeah. And we're going away in the camper van. So, um, I don't know what you, what oh you my gosh, an RV kind of thing. It's not, but obviously so, it's cold and wet and raining. So it's not that exciting. It's like not Florida. That. I will, I'll visit England one day in the summer. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. And make sure it's like July. August yeah. is rubbish. Like when I went to Europe, I always go in the summer because I can't, I can't. I lived the 16 years in the cold. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. But everybody, I would highly recommend you follow Siobhan and her IG. It's Thank you're you. going to learn a lot, but you're also going to have, you know, books and many things you can. I already put on my Kindle. 
a lot of the books you recommend. It's funny, I didn't know they have a different cover because you posted something. I was like, I can't find this. And then it's, oh, it's a different cover over here. <laughs> so yeah, I didn't sorry. know they have this. <laughs> they have these things of different cover. Um, so I would highly yeah. encourage because she gives some very nice nuggets. And, and also you have conversations with other people on Instagram as well, doing some lives, right? Oh, yeah. I have a podcast as well, but it's called This Sister Speaks. Um, oh really? It's kind of, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, but I have like a. I had a podcast in 2018, 2019, and then I had a bit of a meltdown um, I, I, over the trolling that I discussed earlier, and um, I stopped it. I had to just take a break. Oh so um, it's on my website. You can listen to those conversations, but I changed the way I'm doing it. So I now have those conversations on Instagram that I can then download and put onto the podcast at a later date, you know, when I'm not <laughs> running myself ragged or I can pay someone else to do it when I'm earning so loads of money one day. I will um, put on the notes. <laughs> so the podcast calls the sister speaks. Speaks. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it's on, um, yeah. I'll find I, on I'm your, kind of the theme. This sister is my theme. <laughs> I'll find later to put, I think Sorry. it's awesome because I think you know, it's great for you to do a podcast because this is something we need to discuss more and be out there. So I'm very excited that you're putting this on the podcast as well, because, you know, sometimes podcast listeners, they are different groups. Sometimes they are not on IG. And yeah. um, and I think just one note before we go is that I forgot to say is that the reason why I started this podcast, by the way, is so I could share a little bit more of my story, but also I could hear other people's stories because I like to, I'm yeah. trying here with the podcast to call artists that are not well known or, you know, color, you know, artists of color or, you know, minority groups and talk yeah. about things that usually on the regular art podcast we don't talk about. And also about anxiety or stress and things like that. So kind of a, mishmash of things but it's the things that I like and I think it's what I like to say and it's all involved on my on my art work so I think for you out there for me it was a podcast find how the way you want to express if you want to express yourself telling stories writing go to your blog you know use IG yeah. and there is some blogs that are so personal out there and so good and you know just get inspired and if you have any question, contact Siobhan at her IG. She'll be for sure glad to talk to you and direct you to the yeah. to the right how she can help you better. But Siobhan, thank you so much. I appreciate you coming here. It was so <coughs> so so good. Um, many thank pieces of me. many pieces of wisdom here you dropped for us, and I for sure <laughs> would like you to come again. Sorry. <laughs> Poor thing. And I thank you for coming, sick. Apologies. It's okay. I just can't, can't catch it's my okay. breath. <laughs> so much. I appreciate it. No, Janet, it was lovely to talk to you. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I appreciate you listening to the podcast all the way here to the end. And I would like to thank you so much and to help us spread the word about the podcast. You can share on Instagram and tag me. I would love to share as well and take a screenshot and tell me what you're doing while you're listening to the podcast 
or leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate if you could do that. It really helps spread the word about the podcast. I will talk to you on the next episode.